Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 6th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I had a bit of a training day episode of at work today, which was, you know, it's always an interesting thing. Uh, essentially... You know, I was working, mind my own business, and supervisor comes by, comes by with a, you know, a new recruit, if you will. Didn't recognize him, so I'm like, okay, it's got to be a new guy. They're coming my way. It's got to be me training. Now, let me say this. I personally, and I know, like, this is just, like, me coming off as, like, some, like, bad buddy cop actor, but I, I don't like, I work alone, okay? Like, I, I prefer to work by myself. I do not want any extra hands if I can help it. I just prefer to not, you know what I mean? It cramps my style, if you will. But that being said, uh, you know, I'm down. If I got to teach someone, especially in this situation, because they're going to be working opposite of me, uh, different shift, different times. So it's like, okay, this is a super easy job. I just got to tell you what buttons to push. You know, that's about it. I'm not going to like become Mr. Miyagi of cardboard here. So given the rundown, they're cool for the most part. I will say they do the thing that I sometimes don't like, but I completely understand is they become like a small talk Andy and they like want to talk about like, oh, well, like, you know, um, how long have you been working here? How, you have any kids? Uh, you got a girlfriend, a wife, all that kind of shit. And, and of course, it's like my answer is like, no, zero, blah, like, no, 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 no none of that. None, none for me, thanks. <laughs> But, um, you know, I kind of warmed up a little bit um, as the day went along. So overall, it went well. It seems like, uh, you know, they got an okay future at my job. So hopefully I'm sure they, um, you know, had a good day themselves and you know, all that kind of shit. But yeah, overall, good day. It was fine. No problems. I will say I'm still on like hobble mode. You know, my, my feet just never want to cooperate. But uh, overall, we're good. I think I just need to like maybe take it a little easy for the night, you know, maybe chill. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, we're good. Things are good. Things are good in the neighborhood. Uh, speaking of some good, let's talk about that good news. Um, well, you know, let me take my little break, and then we'll get into that good news. That good good, if you will. All right. Ooh wee. Okay. From the Associated Press, Proud Boys Enrique Tario gets record 22 years in prison for January 6th seditious conspiracy. So ooh wee. Looks like they got him, boys. Uh, former Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario was sentenced Tuesday to 22 years in prison for orchestrating a failed plot to keep Donald Trump in power after the Republican loss of the 2020 election, capping the case with the stiffest punishment that has been handed down yet for the U.S. Capitol attack. Tario, uh, 39 years old, pleaded for leniency before the judge imposed the prison term, topping the 18-year sentences given to, pro- or to Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes, 
you know, Mr. Starwolf, the eye patch guy. Talked about him before. And one time Proud Boys leader Ethan Norden. Or Nordine? Who fucking cares? A fucking loser. Uh, for seditious conspiracy and other convictions stemming from the January 6th, 2021 riot. Now, last week, they ran through the sentencing of, like, I think the three other guys. I just didn't want to cover that because at the end of the day, they matter in the scheme of things. Like, they are a part of this this group, this organization that did the shit that they did. But to me, they just don't matter. They are, you know, uh, like nothing burger sliders. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit about these dudes. Uh, I will say one little fun, funny little thing. I I don't remember his name, but essentially he said in his defense, like on trial, was that, oh, no, like I just needed to go into the the restroom. I need to find a restroom to to take a piss, like whatever. That's why they were in the Capitol building that day, not to uh, sniff, you know, AOC shoes or whatever the fuck. Um, So, yeah, I mean... You know, this is a neo-fascist group, the Proud Boys. They, you know, kind of rose to prominence just just being the worst kind of people. I felt like it started off like as, like, troll behavior, but they really felt like they were doing something against Antifa or something like that. And, uh, you know, essentially they were the fascists against the anti-fascists. Uh, you know, even though they wouldn't call themselves fascists, I'm sure. They were just, like, Hawaiian-clad do-gooders, according to themselves. I don't fucking know. But, um, yeah, no, these assholes took it to the, the, the maximum on January 6th. They, uh, you know, climbed the, the walls. They got into the fucking building. They did their shit and, uh, thought they were just going to be fine. They thought that they were going to be justified by Donald Trump, you know? Uh, but they weren't. And, you know, these guys have been, you know, from the QAnon shaman all the way up to him. They've, they've kind of all gotten got. I haven't covered the QAnon shaman guy, but he tried to actually, um, after he pled out, had his whole fucking affair, I guess he decided to, like, find some balls or something? And he's like, actually, no, 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 I take it back. I, I meant it. I meant to, to, to protest this, and I, I, I did nothing wrong. And he'd, like, try to, like, go to court and, like, repeal his, uh, his, his uh, plea. And the judge, like, was like, bro, I would love to, like, just throw you in jail, but I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not wasting this fucking time. Just get the fuck out of here. Um, so yeah, I mean, these goons are just out here, and, um, yeah, I'm not mad they're getting rounded up, and, uh, and Tario was like, please don't, please don't take away my whole 40s, please, and the judge is like, look, dude, like, I, this is a Trump-appointed judge, by the way, he's like, I can't uh, abide by this, I can't, like, let this happen again, so, like, I need to make an example here. Um, and honestly, to, speaking of making an example, he could have maxed him out. Like, I believe he could have got, like, 30 years or so. He only got, like, 22. So, look, dude, just, uh, be on your best behavior and you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, is there anything else I really wanted to add here? I think I did have a highlighted portion. Uh, he is the final Proud Boys leader convicted of seditious conspiracy to receive his punishment. Three fellow Proud Boys found guilty by a Washington jury of the rarely used sedition charge uh, were sentenced to prison terms ranging from 15 to 18 years. Uh, so yeah, that that is where we're at with it. Uh, I'm sure there's some appeals in process, yada, yada, yada. Hopefully they don't go anywhere. But um, yeah, we got other news to cover, so you know, let them rot. That's what I say. Okay, from the Associated Press. 61 indicted in Georgia on racketeering charges connected to Stop uh, Cop City movement. 61 people have been 
indicted in Georgia on racketeering charges following a long-running state investigation into protest against a planned police and firefighter training facility in the Atlanta area that critics call Cop City. Uh, let's see here. We've talked about Cop City a decent amount. Uh, the last time we left it, they were prosecuting like the bail people and uh, like people who were helping out with bail. Uh, I'm trying to think if I can find it here in the article. But um, let's see. There was also a shooting of a protester, um, Tortiga. I know I'm getting their name wrong, but. Um, in that situation, cops went into this area that essentially now this is like a forested area and they want to level it or at least level a good chunk of it. Um, put this big old bigger than a football field ass fucking cop facility that they can like run cool little fucking like like counter-strike drills and shit and like make super cops out of here. Um, essentially people are like, look, we don't abide by this. We are not okay with this. Like we were here at every step of the way protesting this shit. And now we're here at the final end of it, even though you guys have approved it and we aren't okay with it. We are here. We are not leaving. We're not fucking leaving. <laughs> and, um, essentially it has kind of all arced into this thing. Like I said, a whole person has died, um, and in said event. The, the cops went in with like no fucking cameras. They say, hey, this person shot at us first. We shot back. We killed them. Well, it is what it is. Um, uh, of course, along the way, uh, protests have kind of arced up um, in the sense of, you know, there's been a cop car that's been lit on fire. I know. And some of the details that have, you know, been, you know, mentioned and stuff like that where People have uh, kind of taken the protest to, like, you know, once again, a, a physical level of, you know, violence where it's like, oh, well, we come in with the construction material and, and like all the shit ready to go. And they're they're there in the trees throwing rocks and all this kind of shit at us. And, you know, the, the, they've essentially arced this up, leveled this up into domestic terrorism. And now, um, like I said, even the people who are look, like looking to do bail they're like look you guys were passing out flyers saying that like they murder they're murdering people cops are murdering people and essentially we're gonna use rico here to say that you're a money laundering front and so that's why you're implicated that's why you're involved that's why we're arresting you um that's crazy that's fucking insane to me i and, and I'm sure there there might be some listeners who, you know, stumble upon this or whatever. They're like, well, Isaiah, aren't you creating a double standard here? Like, you're saying that the people on the January 6th, they aren't, you know, protesting. Like, they, they, they're they terrorists, but these people aren't. You can call me a hypocrite if you want. That's fine. I'm guilty of that shit. I'll wear the shackles on that shit if, if that's what it takes. But for me, yes, I do truly look at this as a completely different situation. I, I do. But... I do understand how the legal process is going to play out here. And it, it is just a reminder that at the end of the day, cops, because they are a part of the government, are always going to be allowed to exert a level of violence on the population because that is control. That is order. It's allowed. But if you do anything against that, that is a level of violence that is not allowed. And the way that it gets covered, the way that it is perceived by people is 
that's the bad violence. And what the cops are doing is good violence. That's just how it kind of gets played out. And I know I'm saying this in layman. I'm not the smartest person. I can't convey these fucking thoughts and things, uh, you know, perfectly or fucking well. But um, I feel it. And um, it... It's also a funny thing, too, where, like, I, I've, I've kind of said this before, where it's like, man, Georgia uses Rico like Goku uses the Kamehameha wave. Like, it, it's just their staple move. It is all they have. It's like, how are we going to convict the president of the United States? Like, you know, former president, you know, Donald Trump. How are we going to get this motherfucker? And it's like, we do what we do best, baby. We do the best goddamn Rico case we've ever done before. And and that's and that's their play. That that is what they're doing. For better or worse, that is their move. How do we get uh famous rapper Young Thug? We fucking lump him in with the fucking YSL slime gang and we just say it's a Rico case. And um sure enough here, um, with these people who are, you know, this is at its core a protest, um, it has now been arced up into a, like a nationwide domestic terrorism plot. Um, to overthrow Atlanta or Georgia, whatever. I, I don't know, man. Um, that's what Kemp, that is what uh, prosecutors are saying. I, I personally do feel like it's bullshit. I do. I, I fucking do. But like I said earlier, you see the land now. It's concrete. This is how the trial is going to unfold. I get it. Like, uh, do, I don't think this is going to have a good outcome, in my opinion. But, um, you know, I'll be there to cover it. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about some lighter things. Even though this is lighter shit, it does irk me. This is like, this is one of those situations where like, I'm like Ken Watanabe and I'm just like, let them fight. But let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, what's what's going on here. From The Guardian. New York City's crackdown on Airbnb and short-term rentals goes into effect. All right, don't fall asleep. I know, this is boring shit, uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you care about Airbnb. Maybe you've used one. I personally have never used an Airbnb, but um, I don't know. I guess I have beef, but we'll get into it. New New York City rules on Airbnbs and short-term rentals went into effect on Tuesday with tens of thousands of illegal short-term listings expected to be affected. The new legislation bulks up enforcement of existing rules on how short-term rentals are allowed to operate. Passed in January, the measure known as Local Law 18 mandates that short-term rental hosts uh, register with the city government. Registration creates a clear path for hosts who follow the city's long-standing laws and protects travelers from illegal and unsafe accommodations while ending the proliferation of illegal short-term rentals. That was Christian Klossner of the New York City Mayor's Office of Special Enforcement. Um, so yeah, this is literally a crackdown on more or less Airbnbs. They're like one of the bigger ones, bigger groups affected. There's also Verbo. But um, essentially like with these tighter regulations, uh, eligible hosts, eligible hosts must prove that they live in the dwelling that they are renting out and that, uh, the home is up to municipal safety codes and other regulatory, regulatory, uh, requirements. Hosts in violation of the new legislation could face fines from $1,000 to $5,000. Now I'm sure you're thinking, especially if you've never used Airbnb, like what the fuck are you talking about? This sounds like resident sleeper news. It, it, it kind of is, but at the end of the day, essentially Airbnb is like, hey, let's say you want to go to a hotel, 
but you really don't want to go to a hotel. You're just traveling. You just like you need a place to stay. Airbnb is supposed to be like an option that like is a local experience that you go to someone's house or apartment and you just stay there. And you don't have to deal with the, the fuss and hassle of a hotel. You get like a decent little place to be at and um, you're good to go. You're in the city. You're, you, you're at where you need to be at and you're having a good time. Um, people have taken this now to like becoming like micro landlords. That's why that's how I like to describe this. Essentially, there are people. I just listened to a story from the journal where a guy was like, "Hey, I was like struggling to make rent. Like, you know, I'm 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 trying to just make a living in New York, right? So what I did was I split some rent, moved out, but kept my apartment, and um, you know, split the rent with some other people. You know, I'm filled by ramen type shit." But I rent out my apartment to Airbnb. And essentially people come, they use my spot, you know, I maintain it, yada, yada, yada. And I'm getting a substantial, like, income boost. And now I can make ends meet. And so a lot of people were like said guy, said like college style dude. And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I go on travel, I, I do a thing, whatever, and I rent out my spot to people. Um, hell, I mean, technically we talked about this with Lil Baby. He rented out a place, kind of like probably an Airbnb-style situation, did his little music video, had his fucking homies and cronies just chilling there, and ruined some old man's life <laughs> and punched him in the face. You know what I mean? Now, that's just one Airbnb experience. Essentially, though, New York is saying that, look, by doing this, you're creating a bubble in the housing market that's making it more expensive and just harder and a, just a just a harsher environment for people. And hotels chirp up and they're like, yo, like you're taking our bucking business. You've always been doing that since this is a thing. And like, this is cheating. This isn't fair. This isn't right. And they kind of use this and they're kind of exploiting it and saying, hey, like, yeah, get them. Fucking clamp down on this shit. Um, yeah, you should be using hotels. So... Here I am looking at this and I'm like, well, who am I supposed to root for? These micro fucking landlords or like big hotel? Like, I don't know here. And New York's not the only one doing this. Um, there's other cities like Philadelphia or states, Philadelphia. Um, what is there? California, whatever. There's a lot of city states that are sitting here saying like, look, this Airbnb shit is not Gucci. It's not working. Um... But was something that I found interesting, I kind of assumed that landlords wouldn't like this, but just listening to some people, they're like, no, I actually approve this. Like after I said, hey, I tried this with my place, it's working so well, I'm actually going to do this. I'm going to run this. I'm going to become a micro slumlord. <laughs> and they would, they just said, hey, yeah, I kind of made like these, like, I turned these apartments into like kind of mid-grade-ish hotels, if you will, very minimalistic, contemporary situations. And um, people loved it. And not even, and not only the customers, but the landlords were fine with it. And I was like, wow, really? Um, but people have described, like, tenants. They're like, look, this is ruining my, like, my living experience. Like, now I have to, like, deal with these random, like, tourists and shit. And they're loud and annoying and they act like they don't live here because they don't live here. And, um, yeah, I don't like it. But meanwhile, Airbnb is, like, piping up and they're saying, like, look tourists are going to get hurt by this not to mention there's a whole you know economic ecosystem here that is going to be drastically affected by these regulations so they are trying to fight it 
So, I mean, yeah, that that's where we are now. Um, like I said, uh, Tuesday, the shit, I believe, went into effect. Um, and I don't know who to root for. We'll just kind of see where things, you know, fall out. I don't know if I'm going to give any more coverage here or whatever. But it was something that came up in the news. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm totally down to talk about micro fucking landlords. Let's get into it. <laughs> and plus, I, I got to say, I guess my piece, I personally don't like Airbnb as an idea. I get it. Um, like on its base, on paper, it's cool, but I've heard of, like, I've heard nasty stories, um, just like how people have to like make rules and like, I don't know. It just seems like not my vibe. I actually like a good hotel, even a shitty hotel. Um, so I don't know, man, maybe I'm siding with big hotel here on the low, but, um, fuck them too. I don't know. I don't like any of this shit. (laughs) Uh, let's move along though. We got one more story to cover. And then I can be done rambling in your ear holes. All right, let me take my little last break. Oh, we okay. Our last story comes from CBS News. Great Wall of China damaged by workers allegedly looking for a shortcut for their excavator. Okay, so we're going to China. (coughs) Excuse me. Two people have been arrested in northern China after allegedly damaging a section of China's iconic Great Wall by using an excavator to cut a huge gap in the ancient structure Local police said in a statement posted online, the suspects are a 38-year-old man and a 55-year-old woman. They are construction workers who are allegedly trying to create a shortcut to save time going around the wall, the police said, describing the structure as severely damaged. Now, something I definitely want to add that I kind of learned as I was like hearing the story over again is that um, this, this hole technically existed before they started excavating like i mean the the great wall of china it's been around for a while like uh let's just say it's been around for a little bit um more than two thousand years uh some of the older portions of this wall uh were created um granted i mean this is a wall so big you can see from fucking space it's huge it's awesome i think honestly as a kid i remember like that was one of the monuments that I was like, man, I actually kind of would want to go see that. That'd be pretty wild. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but now I'm like, nah, I'm cool. I get it. I've seen it from the internet. That's fine. But um, it's interesting here because like when I initially see some of the angles, uh, you can kind of see these construction workers did a really good job because it almost looks like a road was made here. But um, something I wanted to preface, I'm kind of burying it here, is that, well, oh, there's the burp. Oh, whoo, raw. I'm sorry. Okay. That um there was a hole that was kind of already generated because, you know, this wall's so old, uh, damage from weather, time, what have you, uh, people literally taking off bricks to like add to their own buildings, has made a hole that was big enough for a human being to kind of walk through, traverse through. So that was already an, a thing. And so these construction workers saw this hole and they're like, I mean, yeah, this is big enough for us to get through. But, you know, it would be so tight. You no, know, it would be hella tight if we just use our excavator and just 
finished the job and made it so an excavator could get through. Wouldn't that be crazy if we just like let nature take its course? Like, huh? And that's what they did. That's what they decided to do. And China police were like, okay, fuck you. And they arrested them. So yeah, they have been arrested. <laughs> They've been detained pending further investigation. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's crazy that you kind of have that thought of like, I mean, the hole's already there and you just do that. Like, it just seems like something out of like a fucking Ed and Nettie episode. I don't know. It, it seems crazy. It seems wild, but they did it. And um, that happened. They do say that it is irreparable damage. They won't be able to replace this, fix this. Um, tell me why my dumbass though was thinking, I'm like, maybe you take this opportunity to kind of like uh, fix the hole, you know, like, I don't know, maybe uh, the Great Wall could just use like, you know, use a patch upgrade, a little update. But uh, I kind of felt dumb. I don't know. Maybe that's that's stupid. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. You chirp, chirp out. Speak to that. Uh, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I got a shill first. I'm sorry. Patreon.com says Isaiah News. If you'd like to support financially and become a newsie, I will salute you. I will dub you with a rolled newspaper. Uh, no, I won't do that. But um, I will shout out your name on the podcast and uh, plug a project you're doing. That's a thing. Free ways to hit me up, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. If you'd uh, like to send some feedback that way. Also, uh, social media-wise, I'm out there. The podcast is out there. You can find me or us. Uh, that's available. That's a thing. That's a mode. Um, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I'll see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. Mm-hmm.